When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. I'm the only one who pays attention ever. Oh, Tevin right. too. There we go. I was paying attention. Oh, well, and of course, Brittany. Yeah. I love that, Andy. You're not present, so, you know, you don't count. Indeed. Well, you guys were talking about something interesting. We won't continue with it, but <laughs> had kind of an interesting uh, conversation going on when I got back. Yeah, we were talking about religion. Uh-oh. Why were you talking about religion? Just debating which one's the best. Well, yeah. He just yeah. said somebody didn't have a bank account, and I asked why, and he was saying that it was for religious reasons, couldn't have interest. Why not? Uh. Well, apparently the interpretation by some cult members is that, according to the Bible, if you got any interest, you'd be guilty of usury. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> What's not, your point? It's not stopping anyone else. <laughs> I know exactly. Hey, you ever have a credit card? <laughs> well, but yeah, there you go. What about so you can't use those either? Oh, no, that'd be out of the question. What well, religion is this now? It's uh, it's just a, a severe interpretation of uh, Christianity. Yeah. Or in the Somali community, there for religious reasons aren't able to have interest either. So, like when I worked at the car dealership, we had to have special zero percent interest deals for them so that way they were able to buy a car so they could buy uh, a car cheaper than we could yeah, uh, no it actually it actually cost them more, more. there you go that's why it was all it was all such a big scam <laughs> so they'd be like we're like it's zero percent interest and like oh that's great and then we'd be like but the dealership has to charge you it was well, like five thousand extra dollars they're gonna get so their you're money just, you're just paying your interest <laughs> yeah they're paying front, interest they're just paying it right. all at once but yeah, yeah we don't call it interest so that way everybody feels better about themselves mm. so what's wrong with interest making money off of lend, lending someone money why is that bad well it's not but it's the whole point about you know the money changers in the church right yeah. That's where it, that's what it all gets down to. Why is it that people always have to, well, they abuse wealth, they abuse religion. They abuse, why do people always have to abuse what they believe? Well, it's like Sid Hartman used to say to me every Sunday when I was writing a column. Mm-hmm. He went too far this time. He went too far this time. Uh, that's, that's, uh, what, uh, that's what happens. People get into this stuff, and they want to get into it deeper than anyone else. But again, I remember being in third grade and the priest saying something in class, and I went, no, that, no, it isn't. I know. I, I, I did the same thing. My parents said, well, if you're not going to have, uh, you know, if you're not going to have a bar mitzvah, then you have to go to uh, Saturday school. And oh, learn yeah, more. Yeah, sure, and yeah. I went in there, and uh, I was like 12 years old. 
And I, I just said, this is garbage. And not only yeah. that, not only was it garbage, but the World Series was coming up the next week. So I said, Oh, you can't have that. No. Important. So I, I resigned for religious, for, uh, prin- on principle, on general principle. See, here's what I don't understand. And we were talking about other things. We've been talking about this kind of all morning long, whether it's uh, developing a business and you'd rather screw people out of money than make the money you could have easily made mm. and not break the law, but right. they'd rather break the law. And yeah. I don't understand that at all. Uh, my belief is there's obviously something a lot bigger than I am. I don't know. You know, God is just a shortened version of the word good, like de evil devil. Mm. Uh, it, it just, I don't understand why these special rules. Yes, I know there's something bigger than me. There's a greater good or God or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just leave it at that? I guess, well, it's like they, I guess they feel like they need to be more, in this case, religious than anyone else. Why? Because, because that somehow I think they believe that means they're more pure than anyone oh, else. Oh, so I'm better than you. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's it's a strange thing all around. I I don't know this this guy, uh, this guy who we talked about has a uh, has a, a sort of pact with his son with his son. The, the kid's like seventeen. Okay. And the two of them monitor each other's phones to make sure there's no porn on them. Why don't you just not watch porn? Well, apparently, I mean, you could interpret that many ways. The way I would do it is that. Maybe maybe the guy doesn't trust himself not to look at porn. But do you get the, the, the <laughs> little emails I get? Them? They come and go, too. Oh, sure. They just disappear, yep. but then they come back like, Susie waiting for Tom's phone or oh, yeah. waiting for your phone call. Sure, I, I get those all the time. And it's you know what? What is that? It's not only disgusting, but Susie is never there when yeah, I so call. Yeah, Susie gives you a call and she doesn't answer. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds <laughs> of sexy singles are in yeah, here yeah. waiting <laughs> for love. No. And as far as that extension thing goes, no, I, I, I'm i pretty sure it doesn't work. So, Brittany, you, you as a woman, you don't get porn <laughs> oh. stuff? Oh, you do too? Everyone oh, does. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, week. yeah. Yeah, just last week I got one that was this random text. It was like, hey, and I was like, hi. And it goes, hey, is this Lily? Because this is Amanda. And it was like this picture of a girl doing like the sexy selfie. (laughs) And I was like, Hmm. cool. Like, even if this was, I don't, (laughs) neat. But no, I get it all the time. And like, I get all these weird things. It's like. This girl who knows four thousand sex moves, and I was like, four thousand. Whoa, that's how much 3, time do you have? <laughs> big number. More than I do. That is a big number. No question. Did you answer the phone and go, Lily? Lily. <laughs> Herman Munster. I loved it when he did that. <laughs> I just loved it. Yeah, I don't. Why again? Why politics? Why big business? Why, you know, religion? It always has to be altered to ruin it. Why? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to accept the world the way it is and stop asking why, because we're not going to get anywhere. It's not going to get any better? No. But I still have to sit back and go, how does anybody believe this bullshit? That's the yeah. part I don't get. Yeah. That's a good point. It, it is true that, like, people cannot accept that a small amount of something is a great thing. They always think that yeah. more is better. It's like... Yeah. You just hear about people ODing on the simplest thing like Tylenol or yeah. religion, where it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, more is better. It's their mind frame. They go too far. Yeah. But why? What, what drives human beings to do that? And Devin and I were just talking about the number one God in the world now is money. There's no question about that. Mm. So what 
Has it always been that way? It's just a, a, a much bigger audience now? Well, hmm. the, the, I think it's, it's always been this way. You know, we talked about, we talked about uh, last week, we talked about Huey Long. Right. Yeah. And a little bit about Huey Long. Be- before that, we talked about Genghis Khan. So there, there have always been, you know, these people when they when they get power, and it's a, it's just a small slice. That's a small slice of humanity. But mm-hmm. you give them power, and the next thing you know, they're impregnating ten thousand women. No, that's well, uh, that's what happened the, throughout history. <laughs> yeah, well, that, no doubt yeah, about well that. Mussolini tried to over, you know, over. He tried to break the record, <laughs> but he couldn't break Genghis Khan's record. No, no, no. Uh, what was that again? Like twenty thousand or something like that. Uh, well, the what I I've read various estimates, but the estimate that that, that I think was most credible was that Excuse he probably me. impregnated somewhere around ten thousand. Well, ten thousand. Okay. I, I said women, but actually a lot of them were like thirteen. So, you know. Yeah. That's... He would he would what he would do is he would kidnap like eight year olds, and then he would hold them until they were old enough to give birth. And then, uh, so, then he would rape them. And that's what, like 12 years, 13 years old, something like that? Uh, Generally around there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a show called Under the Banner of Heaven. Have you guys seen it? Oh, yes. <laughs> that would have, my God. Look, I just, I'm sorry, honey. I know you and I have been married for a long time. We have a great marriage. But God spoke to me, right. and he said, I must get another wife, and she has to be 12 years old. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. What? Oh, well, that was like the Our Father documentary where there was the guy that ran a fertility clinic type place where you people go for artificial insemination. Yeah. And he oh, would, yes. they would go. It was his? And yeah, they yeah. would go. Oh, oh you yeah, saw that coming. I yeah. want this yeah. guy's <laughs> DNA. And he'd go back into the back and whip up a little of his own DNA well, and come back in. What's terrible, too, so like a lot of couples will go in. And so you go in, not even just looking for, you know, a donor, but like you'll go in with your husband or whatever and they'll give their sample and then you get inseminated because there's a big process in between mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, where, where, whatever. There's a lot of helpers things yeah. that you need. And so what happened is they didn't find out until they used Ancestry.com. Oh. They thought their fathers were their fathers and all this stuff. And then they all saw that they're all related. And I can't remember what the final count was. But it was a lot. Like yeah, he, it, it was definitely up in the triple digits. But hey, didn't a lot of them become doctors? I do. I did have to know <laughs> it's, that. It's, it's every like, woman's dream. Yeah, there you go. We did kind of laugh because me and Justin did infertility clinics, and we loved our doctor. And we kind of laughed because we watched that documentary after I got pregnant. We both were like, you know what? Wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> It's just uh, it, it, that whole thing just amazes me. Yeah. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. That stuff gets too depressing. I, you know, you got to obviously got to go examine it, but it gets very depressing. Yeah. yeah. The beliefs that people have. Ugh. Amazing. Oh, and it was ninety-four kids that this guy had. Ninety-four. Yeah. And it Could be was a song too, Tom. In the documentary, they kept then showing a new person that's being interviewed, and the features on them were so strong. Oh no! Where you would just be like, some of a new person would pop up and be like, "So I live in Texas." You're like, "Oh, that person's so related to this guy." Oh. Those family reunions must have been fabulous. The big, yeah, yeah, big, and everybody That's looking pretty much the same. Yeah. If you're looking too much the same, then it's well, like in in my wife's family. There's really powerful DNA. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, anyone in the family, any woman in that family who gave birth would probably have a child that looked just like her. 
Barnes, or, Barnes. or a lot like yeah. that. So I, 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 I went to the family reunion once, and they were, it was like right down the middle. Half the people looked the same. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Ooh, that's... that's yeah, and with my kids, luckily, uh, you can see it, but it's not quite as strong. Andy, what do you think? That, uh, you and Alex, who do you think you look like? Uh, I don't really know. Yeah, I really haven't thought of that. I don't think there's... It's, there, it's no, like, obvious family resemblance kind of thing, I think. But, I mean, do you think you lean more Brant or Bernard? <clears throat> I, well, I look a lot more like Mom's brothers. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, who I do. look like. Yeah. And I suppose Alex looks a lot more like my, my, my brothers and sisters. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of them in so long, I couldn't tell you. Well, I'm going to see my brother for the first time in 20 years tomorrow. Yep. That's be so really? wild. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Is it, though? Um, <laughs> I, well, well, you're going to see him. him for... It could be great. It's, you're going to see him for not-so-good reasons, right? Uh, what do you mean, that he's, he's hanging not, on? He's not doing so well? Uh, he's in a wheelchair, and he's got tubes up his nose and the whole deal, but... Hmm. And he also talks like this now. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought I was talking to Marlon Brando yeah, for Christ's sake. Say, yeah. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's you know, you try to try to make amends at some time. Mm. Well, I mean, one of the things that people don't understand is when you have a severely mentally ill family member, mm. you have to test for generations to make it sure that that didn't get passed on. Sure. I mean, yeah. I remember, Andy, you were nervous as hell till you were about 18 years old about that. Yeah, I was told, hey, uh, any day you could just become schizophrenic. I'm like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. Cool. That's nice to have that one hanging over. Great. No I, I always worried, of course, that my kids would inherit the uh, the d depression gene. Oh, absolutely. Because it's so strong on, absolutely. on my mother's side of the family. Did they? Um, no, but, uh, but there, there's a tendency. I, I mean, I, I can see where... They're capable of being depressed. And, you know, most yeah. people are really not capable of suffering from depression. Not severe depression. No. Yeah, that's no. true. So, but I, I see, I, I, I don't know, and I probably, let's put it this way, I probably infer the worst if, if they're down, if they're... Yeah, but know. I mean, that's because you're, you're the dad. Well, yeah, and I, I worry about that. Yep. It's more than I worry about, I guess, maybe sometimes stuff I should, but they're fine. They're good kids. Mm, they're doing well. Yeah. And not one of them works on Wall Street. So there, yeah, they are good kids. Yep, that was that go. was what I told them when they were young. I said you can do anything you want to do, except work on Wall Street. Then, then there's no inheritance for you. No, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have to turn to the expert Brittany on this one. Some people like to give their babies names uh, that are popular. Others pick the uh, ones that are more unique, like Barbie or Oppenheimer. Oh my God! Well, why didn't you name Gogo? Should be named Oppenheimer. I'm just, I'm shocked that you've acknowledged that she's not Thomasina. That was your... Thomasina. <laughs> Why didn't you convinced. name her Thomasina? I'm still pissed off about that. You know, you've never seen her birth certificate. Maybe I'll surprise it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't ever go with any juniors or any stuff in mm -hmm. my family. We didn't, I, I don't think I can think of anybody on either side of my family that nope. had a junior. I don't think so. It's funny I, when you when you watch a, a, an NBA basketball game, mm -hmm. you know, the announcers are always saying, and that's Wilson Jr. getting the fall. Yeah, always. If they always add the junior, and I, I just, I want to <laughs> scream, no, no, junior is not a name. Well, there's a guy with the Vikings that puts Junior on the back of his jersey. Yeah, yeah, Byron Murphy. Yeah, that's that fine. Is Murphy? But, but that's fine. But when you refer to it, you shouldn't throw in the Junior. I would agree. Yeah. But they always do. It's like if they if they liked added an Esquire to their name. Well, it's like just in oh. case their dad is also playing the same right. game. Right. And you I've don't never want to seen be confused. It, but it could happen. 
Thomas Bernard Esquire. Now we're talking. There well, you go. My brother to... is the fourth. The, oh, and, he's the fourth? Oh, really? He is the fourth. Edward Jordan Hagen, the fourth. And he goes by Jordan. And so, like, when he gets to know somebody, or especially when he was dating, you know, on, like, you know, apps, it would make it very clear that he's, like, because, like, nothing's worse if you find out someone's name isn't their name, mm-hmm. especially, like, when you're in, like, Baltimore. So we'd always be like, by the way, like, my full name is this if you're looking me up anywhere. <laughs> and they <laughs> were. Yeah. Yeah, the I don't I don't think we ever have had a junior on either side of my family. I, I don't, don't think so. No. Not that I know of. Well, you know, in, in, uh, in some religions, and Judaism is one, um, you, you don't name your kid a- after the father. You, no. you can only name someone after someone who's dead. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that makes sense, I suppose. Honoring people. Yeah. I imagine. All right. So BabyCenter.com has released its annual report on the top baby names of the year. Uh, here are five interesting takeaways. The most popular name for girls is still Olivia. That's been, a, what, several years now, hasn't it? Olivia. Yeah, was yeah I think so. Popular. It seems like it. It was also, oh, yeah, here you go. It was also number one in 22 and 21. Has been in the top 10 for 20 years. That blows my mind yeah. that people would still use that name when they know how many Olivias yeah. are out there. Also, I don't know that many Olivias. Because you're going to know, know a bunch any. in 10 years or 20. Like, when are you hanging out with newborns, you weirdo? Yeah. Oh! Well. <laughs> this may have all started after Olivia Newton-John. Probably. Because that's the Olivia I think of when I think But then too. again, I'm, of course, a man of a certain age. But. That was really sad. She just died not too long ago. Did yeah. she? I believe so. Uh-huh. Olivia Newton-John's dead, isn't she? Yeah, she... I think it was like... Some rare cancer. Yeah, mm. she died last year. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. Very, very nice person. Well, you had her on the morning show. Were you on that day? I don't remember, so she probably was not. Very nice woman. Yeah. Uh, in any case, the most popular baby names for girl, the most popular is Olivia. It was also number one in those other years. Emma is number two this year. I know a bunch of people that have yeah. a daughter named Emma. Yep. Uh, the rest of the top ten is Amelia Santanella. Earhart. Mm-hmm. Earhart, that's another good one. <laughs> Sophia, Charlotte, Ava, Isabella, Mia, Luna, and you named your daughter after the moon? Like, well, and not, a lot of people not did. A, not only that, but you think of Luna, you think of Lunatic. Lunatic, right. Right. yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I don't think that's crazy by the moon. I think yeah, in right. reality they're naming their kid after the Harry Potter character, which is worse. Oh, <laughs> which is that's worse. way worse. <laughs> it's, let's I guess it's just the it's it's a no no however you look at it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much no good reason to pick that name, I suppose. Yeah, Luna, Mia, Isabella. A lot of Italian names. Yeah, in I there. was thinking that, yeah. Because Spanish or Italian. I was going to so say, I don't think they're Italian. Well, some are Spanish, yeah, there's no doubt about that. The most popular name for boys is Noah. That ends a four year streak of Liam being number one. What, you have a bunch of, give birth to a bunch of farmers? Boy, that's. Liam. Went from Noah to Liam. They they really took a 180 there. Yeah, sure did. Noah didn't come out of nowhere. It's been the the top five for a decade, and Liam just dropped out. uh, Dropped one notch to number two. Oliver is number three. So Olivia and Oliver are both popular. Yeah, Oliver's been strong for a while. I wonder why that is. Fans of Laurel and Hardy. Oliver. It's right. all these old-fashioned names. I mean, when yeah. I look up Go-Go, yeah. it's, like, wild. It's like, Margot and Sophia had fun playing with blocks today. And yeah. Henry, it's like, where are we, a bingo hall? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's a good point, actually. 
Okay, so we got uh, Oliver's number one, uh, number three, excuse me, this year. The rest of the top ten is Elijah. Elijah's been around for quite some time now. I know that. Two thousand-ish years since the Bible. <laughs> since the Bible, I just mean as a name for you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, Mateo. So you know, to, to Andy's point, a lot of Spanish names: mm-hmm. Lucas, Levi, Leo, Ezra, and Luca. Uh, there's a, a trend of names getting shorter including uh, nicknames. For example, Ellie has overtaken Elizabeth and Eleanor. Josie is preferred over Josephine. And Theo and Leo are more common than the longer versions of Theodore and Leonardo. Well, my mother's name was Theo, Theophila, mm-hmm. the love of God. They, they obviously uh, did not uh, did not consider the names uh, of, of babies in India, which would have been appropriate because there are a lot of babies being born oh, in India. Oh, a lot of babies in, in India. Yeah. There's no question and Their names that. aren't generally very short. No. <laughs> They well, go on for yeah. Or the Iceland, big, for that matter. The big common theme, Tom, that you can see in this is people kind of live by this. Let's not, we, we used to do, here's their full name and the nickname. Yeah. And now parents are so adamant of going, you know what? I'm naming them the nickname. Yeah. Like, I'm naming them the Theo, right. the Leo. Like, they don't want there to be a, like, well, it's, it's another option. honestly kind of annoying having a legal name that's different than what you go by. Because legally, I I'm bet. Andrew. So yeah. it depends on, it's like, I'll go to a doctor and I'll be like, name, and I'll say Andy, and 75% of the time they'll find me, and the other 25%, I'm like, okay, you could try Andrew, and then they find me. Yeah. How do they not know Andy short for some Andrew? Some people, yeah, some people aren't the brightest, where you got like, <laughs> Andy, I'm not seeing you in here. You yeah. wouldn't happen to be Andrew, would you? Oh, yeah, because that's such a far reach that you had Jesus. to make. Like, yes, you can assume that. Well, there's, uh, it's also an over-reliance on not great technology. So it's like, yeah. you know, they go mm-hmm. into the table of appointments today, oh, and yeah. they, just, they just type in Andy. Yeah. The computer doesn't know to also bring up results that say Andrew, yeah. so they're like, oh, well, computer says no. Weird. Oh, yeah, I've, I've like, gone to the pharmacy, you know, and said, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here to pick up for for uh, Mike Gelfan, and they'll, they'll, look, they'll look through and say, I don't, I don't see a Mike Gelfan. Oh, here. my God. And I'll That's say, well, why don't you try hilarious. Michael? I know. They don't know to do that. <laughs> no, uh-uh. well, seriously. Right. I've been seeing a trend toward they first ask you your birth date, which yeah. I oh, think yeah. is the best way to do it, because how many people with my birth date, are going to have a uh, an appointment on this day. Yeah. yeah. Enough to fit on one page. So when I say Andy, you can just scan it and see, oh, look, there's Andrew. He must mean that. Oh, yeah. And, and I've been in waiting rooms, at, like at my ophthalmologist's office, where I go frequently. And and uh, so there'll be, you know, there might be 10 people in the waiting room, and they'll the nurse will emerge and say, uh, uh, Mike, Mike, and then, of course, three of us get up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I should show you my phone. You have to scroll and scroll and scroll to get through all the mics yeah. that I know. It's unbelievable. I never oh, even noticed that before. Tom, what is it? Like, is it just, are we hanging out with constant mics? I just met another one yesterday, and I go, no. <laughs> I have you, too many. I refuse. No more mics. Well, I've, I've done. On, on numerous occasions, you know, I, I've... I've talked about someone I, I just met, and I said, God, I can't remember his name. And then it'll turn out it was Mike. Yeah, well, there <laughs> I don't you even go. remember my own name. It happens. Because there's just so many of them, I just ignore it. Now Brittany's going to be really happy because Barbie beat Oppenheimer in the box office and in baby name. Well, who's going to name their kid Oppenheimer? Yeah. I hope. Oppenheimer's like, you guys name know wasn't... that this is a child in your life. Like, yeah. this isn't just a flash in the pan. I'm actually pissed. 
that I named Margot, and then Margot Robbie blew up to like a um, mega superstar. Yeah. Because it was like around the time. So I think it's going to look back at this time where people are going to name Margot, and they'll go, yeah. oh, you were named after Margot Robbie. And I'm like, she was not. Well, Margot is, I think you could say it's trending these days. Seemed to be. I've, I've been telling everybody you named Go-Go after Margot Robbie. You know what, Tevin? First the light rail, now this. Now this. So here's the deal. Uh, Barbie beat Oppenheimer in the box office and in baby names. Both, uh, they're not popular names, though. If you count Barbie's full name, Barbara, it is up 994%, but that's still just 13, oh my, 1336th. Hmm. Ken is down 846 spots, 2612. As for Oppenheimer, if you count Robert, oh, that was his first name. Yeah, that's the thing. Oppenheimer isn't his name. That's his last name. (laughs) Right. So naming your kid Oppenheimer is missing the point entirely. Oh, Oppenheimer Bernard. But you call him Opie, that'd be good. Hey, Opie, how you doing? That's kind of cute. Opie's cute, absolutely. Names ending in ya are rising for girls like Sia, Haya, Inya, Inaya. Inya, no. It's Inya, that's what it says. And there's also Anya. Okay. Uh, okay. And there's also next to you. Next to you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, it was was only a matter of time before the writer went too far. Now Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right about that. We're jumping the shark at this point. All right. And we'll jump the shark all the way to Kristen Burt by taking a break right here. Be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. And please let them know that Tom sent you. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. 
Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365 Day Sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We'll also find out at 1024 on November 16th, 2023, if Kristen Bird is still pissed off at me for not liking Barry. Your reaction yesterday, that was hilarious. I wasn't mad. I like, it makes me laugh when all of a sudden you're like, I'm done, middle of the series, five minutes in, <laughs> whatever it is. I do that all the time, so. Yeah, well, Brittany, that's genetic, Brittany Andy. Too. I yeah. guess so. <laughs> yeah, so it's well, I don't know. I mean, like, I did it to Walking Dead, and a lot of people yeah. did it to Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, especially when a series goes on for a very long yeah. time. It overstayed its welcome by quite a yeah. bit. Course. And again, it's just uh, one thing I do understand is like that I'm right and you're wrong. That's not what it is. Is what you find funny and what I find funny might be different things. It's, I don't judge. It's a very people. personal thing. Comedy is. Oh, I, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. No question. I mean, I suppose it has a lot to do with the people you grew up watching that you thought were fun. I love Don Rickles, and that's why I think I became such a smartass. <laughs> Could be. I mean, I th- it's, it's one of the reasons I love Don Rickles. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, when I say those things, I, don't, I thought the show was not that good. It doesn't mean that you can't like it. But some people are like that. What do you watch that for? What's well, none of your business. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. How can you possibly say that? Mm-hmm. Brittany, you gonna, are you gonna, you. Brittany's, Brittany's you dozing think. off. <laughs> no, I was laughing at the That's not funny because it's like the things I think are funny. We've proven over and over on this show, Tom, that I find very odd things to be funny. Well, me too, though. Like yeah. most people do. So, Kristen, what's going on in the world? Well, we at least have an Oscar host. And guess what? It's Jimmy Kimmel again. <laughs> oh, God. Another guy's I'm, not funny in the you least. Know, <laughs> there I'm, we go. Well, he doesn't do much. So yeah. it, he has to get up there. He has to do his monologue. And then, like, a couple of transitions, and that's it. But 
for a show that's been dying to, you know, garner a younger audience, Jimmy Kimmel's not it to me. And so I put out a little very unscientific poll on Instagram story just to see how people felt. I'm like, Jimmy Kimmel's your host again. Yay. Or again, you know, and it was literally 50-50. I mean, like 49% were like, yay. 51% were like, again. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally would, would have gone for a little pimp, but, you know. A little pimp, yeah. sure. It's just, you know, I like a younger kind of crowd. I understand. I liked him a lot better when he was working with Ben Stein, because Ben Stein was actually funny. Oh, I loved How to Win Ben Stein's Money. It was a great The first show. thing I think of when I hear his name. Yeah, me too. No doubt. Hey, look, once again, if you love him, good for you. I'm not judging who you like, and we have different experiences in life. I, I think uh, maybe you can you can correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, but I think that uh, given what we've seen in some of these shows, they really wanted someone pretty safe. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Jimmy Kimmel is definitely safe. He will whatever you know the network wants and needs. He will follow along. So they know that they don't have to get stressed out that something's going to happen in the middle of the ceremony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's used to guy. he's used to doing jokes written by someone else. That's true. <clears throat> That's very, his very true. His wife writes a lot of his jokes. Oh, is that right? Oh, it's her fault? Yeah, she's on his writing team. <laughs> oh. It's her so. fault, he says. <laughs> Well, that's terrible because I've known a few writing teams and they spend half their time just talking about how horrible the host is. So they can't do that. Um, Not on the Jimmy Kimmel show. (laughs) Do we have, and maybe we do because I don't watch late night talk shows anymore. I haven't in years. Is there a good late night talk show host that's actually funny? I enjoy Seth Meyers. (laughs) I don't watch him. I mean, yeah. but I, I was I like, <laughs> I know that makes like, no sense. But if there's clips and things like that, I usually yeah. enjoy yeah. his well, don't interview we, style. Yeah. Don't we all? And, look, we all look at clips, right? We never yeah, see the shows. Like, that seems like the universal sentiment oh, okay. is like, okay. even if I really like somebody, I'm not staying up. I'm not watching right. normal TV. I'm just not. I just, I don't know how they're surviving. It must be on clips alone. That's what the networks have said. They said it's, you know, they're not generating the ratings and the advertising dollars that they used to. But they find that when their clips go viral, they are actually making a lot of money off of that. So it actually benefits them. And I think Saturday Night Live, to me, is probably the same exact way. Oh, yeah. Nobody's really sitting down going, it's appointment television on Saturday night. Let me stay up at 1130 to watch this. But if they have a sketch that hits... That's exactly what you're capitalizing on. Yeah, it makes sense. That's why they come out swinging. You know, they yeah. they, they stack the whole show, so you kind of know the best stuff's going to come in the in the first twenty minutes, and the rest of it's just going to be filler. And it's always been like that. I mean, I used to do extra work on Saturday Night Live back in the day, and we would do they do Saturday Night Live Dead, which at eight p.m. they do a two-hour show, and then they start to cut sketches. And then they do the live show at 11.30. So you really start to see what the dead weight is and kind of like get an idea of like how they do formulate the show because they know that people are are usually only going to tune in up until the news update. And that's when they they bow out right after that. So proud of myself not having seen the Saturday Night Live now in about 40 years. Uh, Actually, I never thought that show was all that funny. It was kind of entertaining with the original cast. I didn't think it was that funny. It was entertaining. It had moments. Yeah, moments, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Eddie Murphy years were hilarious. The, um, I I think, 
I think that yeah. the other years in terms of when you had Molly Shannon, like you had a really strong group of female comics. Amy Poehler was on yeah. at the time. Mm. Um, and I just think like it, it, it had flashes and then it would, you know, and then mm. they'd leave and then you have to rebuild the cast again. And it, it's tough. They finally lost me when that woman started singing hallelujah in a sad way because she didn't like who just got elected president. It's like, yeah. are you kidding who me? Who was that? Who Kristen Wiig, I Kristen think. Kristen Wiig, was that who it was? Oh, was it? Okay. I, I, I'm she's pretty saying, I missed that moment. She's playing this sad melody because the wrong guy got elected president. I'm like, oh, my God. A little self-involved. Well, the girl who plays Weird Barbie. I have no idea because I, I haven't watched that show in decades now. Oh, um... Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Kate well, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. That's who it was. It to me, Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon pretty much ruined Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she did. I agree. With her, with her relentless mugging, her selfishness on stage. Absolutely. It was all about her. That's oh. why she played the piano. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, of course, I, yep. in a very minor way, I did, you know, I did workshop comedy, mm-hmm. sketch comedy, mm-hmm. and I was awful. But um, <laughs> I was awful. But she was the kind of person you always just dreaded. You know, oh, I don't want to be on stage with her. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She's yeah, she, great as Weird Barbie, though. Oh, and I think she was great on so many skits on Saturday Night Live. There's like this one where they do an alien probing, and these there are three people that are interviewed, and the two are like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." And she's like, "Oh, this is what they did to me." And she was sitting there with like her gut out with a cigarette, and she, I think she was hilarious in a lot of skits. <sighs> I just never watched it, so I don't know. I was yeah. a Cecily Strong fan myself. Oh, who isn't though? I thought she was the best ever. She's so good, but you know, she had a very like a niche of like she I mean, she would be so outrageous and hilarious. Yeah, she did great voices and, and she was just very and she could sing. She did everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what what's she doing now? Do you know, Christian? No. I mean, where has that I do you were just making me think when we were mentioning her. Well, the Olympics are coming up, so she usually does a lot of coverage on that, uh, on her own uh, live TikToks, which are hilarious. Highly recommend watching that. Hmm. Are you thinking of Leslie Jones? Leslie oh, Jones I'm sorry. Is... Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. I was like, wait oh, yeah. a minute. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie Jones Strong, <laughs> Leslie Jones, same thing. Say, I'm sorry. What the hell are you guys talking about? I always mistake one for the other. <laughs> I'm sorry. I the, the names got confused, but yeah, you're talking about the one who does all, she's also very talented. Uh, Cecily does all the, now the cell phone commercials. Right, right. I yeah. think she's making more money at doing one of those than she probably made in a year on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And she probably doesn't have to work the rest of the year after those cell phone commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, probably I'm true. That is probably true. Yeah, I just, like I said, I haven't watched that show in decades, so I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's... Most of those shows, to tell you the truth, it had, do you think, Kristen, have you ever met Lauren Michaels? I haven't met Lauren. Again, he's New York, so yeah, I, I yeah. was around him because I used to do extra work on Saturday Night Live when I was in college. Oh, right. But oh. I didn't ever interview him. <laughs> I get the strong feeling I would not like him. And I don't base it on anything. Just some of the things that he's said. Yeah, I've not heard a single former SNL person say anything kind. Really? About oh yeah. Him. Really? Like huh. everybody that leaves the show, and I'm sure there's people that like him, but everybody that leaves the show, they usually have something negative to say. I'm still to this day shocked that Nick Swardson never got a because he tried out for Saturday Night Live like three times, but he never got hired. I, hmm. he, I thought I would have thought he'd be perfect for that show. He would, and he like. I was just watching Nick Swardson clips on Reno 911. Oh, God. But, you know, he carved his own path. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, like, he's been fine. I mean, he got, you know, looped up with the Adam Sandler crew. And, like, 
Honestly, yep. I think Saturday Night Live would have hold, held him back because it would have kept him Oh, you may there. be right. Yeah, you may so. be right about that. And, and people get, you know, kind of caught up there sometimes for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony mm. Anderson comes to mind. Keenan. Oh, or sure. Keenan. Keenan's Keenan another one. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there and you start thinking, like, why have people stayed so long? Um, but it's a safety net. And some people he pushes out of the net. Like, he finally pushed Pete Davidson out of, you know, the safety net. But it's like, if you don't, where do you go next? Because I think Hollywood loses that idea of like where they can place you. Do we need you in a TV show? Do we need you in a movie? And and that's the risk. So I have a question for you. Do you think I'm kind of thinking about this a lot because people are not allowed to be funny anymore? Everybody's offended by everything. Do you think that's part of it? No. I mean, Good. I they're right under here. a lot of pressure at Saturday Night Live. They're writing yeah. every single week. You have to be writing off of trending news. And I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the news cycle during the Trump years was just Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what that's what they were feeding off of. And it just became too political a show that even yes. people who hated Donald Trump and didn't mind people making fun of Donald Trump were like, OK, that's enough. We're good. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. I think Colbert fell into that same trap. Absolutely. I mean, I, I certainly don't find I mean, Donald Trump humor is, is OK with me, but there comes a, there's a breaking point. Yeah, no, you've heard it all. Nothing is funny forever. No, Stephen. Nothing Col- new. There was only so many times we could see Alec Baldwin playing Donald Trump mm-hmm. in that era. Yeah, um, and, and also the news cycle was so exhausting that yeah. I think it also exhausted SNL. You know, Stephen Colbert did say one funny thing. What did he used to be on? He used to be on the uh, um, what's that talk show? Colbert Report. Show? Colbert Report. Mm. He started out of the Daily the Show. Daily the Daily, Daily Show. Show. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. So he's, I don't know if it was the Emmys or the Oscars. It might have been some other, I don't know what the hell it was. But he walked on stage with a blower, you know, those lawn leaf blower, leaf blowers. <laughs> he walks on stage with a blower. And this was right after Al Gore released his bullshit that he made all billions of dollars off of. What was that called? An inconvenient truth. Inconvenient truth. So he's walking out and he's swinging the, the leaf blower back and forth and back and forth. And the host goes, what are you doing? Because I'm drying up Al Gore's tears. <laughs> I thought that was very, very funny. And then he, because actually he's more liberal than Al Gore is. Mm-hmm. So I like that when they take shots at themselves. I got no problem. I like, matter of fact, I like that a lot. So I don't know. We, Colbert's a good interviewer. That's the one. I he? feel like he's got a great strength. Yeah. And, and you know, if you if you're not interested in his politics, but if he has a really good guest on. He just knows it's not like remember when Jay Leno would go on there and he would just be like reaching for questions like yeah. he'd be like, uh, so what do you like to do on yeah. weekends? And you're just like, oh, come on, Jay Leno. Think of something else. Colbert, usually I think he's done his research. He does his guest. research. It's obvious. Yeah. yeah. So do you think he watched a lot of Johnny Carson to learn how to do it? Maybe. Carson, Carson was the best of all time. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well, Carson was the best because he didn't have to promote everybody's movie. They just came there to smoke and drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That's point. a vibe. That's well, true. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you could you could probably you know get a good uh, nicotine lift just being next to him. Oh God, yes. You know those were the days when you'd see the smoke curling up. Yeah, no, you, you sit in a chair that he's sat in before, and you get like absorb enough nicotine through your body to get a little nuts. 
Who was it that Dean Martin was smoking a cigarette on The Tonight Show and he kept dopping his ashes in another guy's drink? <laughs> Somebody told me it was George Goble, but I can't remember if that was him or not. Yeah, because he was looking at Johnny, yeah. and Dean's over on the right side. Sure, yeah. He's saying, like, doff, 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 <laughs> putting his ashes in the guy's drink. And he uh, may not have been aware of it, too. Oh, he you talking about the guy he was doing it to? No, I'm talking about oh, Dean? Dean Martin. Well, maybe. You know, you know. he was... <laughs> Generally speaking, he was not completely sober. Is that true? Was he real? Because I had heard he was not a big drinker. So, Tom, last time we talked about this, which was like a week ago. Uh, nobody can answer my question. You're, you're talking about Dean Martin being a drinker? Yeah. yeah. No, I, well, was, I mean, I when was I. Gonna... Oh, sorry. When I look up Dean Martin, Johnny yeah. Carson show, it That's... the first video that comes up is Dean Martin is very drunk on The Tonight Show. <laughs> That's really? That's what I was yeah. trying to say to you, Tom, is that like literally last week when we talked about this, I was like, oh, I'm going to find this clip for Tom. But there were too many drunken Dean Martin <laughs> yeah. clips to find. So, you, but he was putting it on, wasn't he? I don't know. That's what that they were one claiming. I don't know because, like, you know, I don't have that print of proof. But like, when you search it, good luck. It's too. They're like drunken Dean Martin here, drunken. So you're right. Yeah, Maybe so it was a good act. It was an act. And Nancy Sinatra says that it, it was an act. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Whether I'm almost yeah. certain could be cover. Who knows? Yeah, no, but, I, nobody's going to be allowed on TV that drunk that often. But Nancy Nancy Sinatra said her dad didn't wear. A to pay, so I don't know that <laughs> don't you can really be going after Italian entertainers. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that I'm way. Very upset now. That's all I have to say. We went after Mussolini earlier, and I may feel the repercussions. <laughs> yes. Speaking well, of Italian entertainers, I don't know how entertaining he was. Well, depends on who you are. True, I suppose that is true. But uh, yeah, I so Kristen, talk TV really is over, isn't it? I mean, the numbers Thank are God. terrible. Yeah, the numbers are terrible, um, but again, it's the it's the social media push that keeps them on the air. And for someone like, let's say NBC, the Tonight Show, we all know, is a legacy show. For mm-hmm. them to rip it off the air, you have to have something to put in its place. What do right. they put in its place? They don't have anything. That's why when people always even say, like, why is Dancing with the Stars still on the air? Until they can find a replacement that will garner the same amount of ratings and this season between Disney Plus and ABC, it's about 8 million viewers, which is pretty strong in this day and age. Until you can find a show that's going to be able to deliver right. for 10 weeks in a row, 8 million viewers for a two-hour chunk of time, it's going to stay on the air. They're not going to take those risks. They're not going to pull off The Tonight Show either. No. All those shows, though, they're basically the same. The one I always talked about was America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. And I always thought the sequel should be, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, who watches all that stuff? Well, don't you think, though, that I, you know, being the bracket that I'm in, watched a lot more talk shows because there were only four or five channels back then. Yep. There was not a, lot of, not a lot of other things to watch. Oh, right. and, and, and Johnny Carson was, I mean, I remember when I was like 10 years old and, you know, I when everyone in my house went to sleep, I... I was up there watching Johnny. That was like, yeah. you know, that was just, yep. that was a thing, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that was more than a talk show. It was, it was. No question. It was. Yep. David know, Letterman or Conan O'Brien, when they first were in those time slots after The Tonight Show, were also, for college kids, were mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Indeed. Why can't Conan get a job? He's a very successful podcast network. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So does he does Conan extremely O'Brien. well with that. Is that the name of the the network? I believe it's just Conan. Um, it's just Conan, okay. 
Yeah, Conan. But it's, I mean, he's done very well with it. Well, that is the future. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, this is a podcast, so what does that say right there, you know? Uh, comes in number seven in the in the country for the Hubbards. Did you know that? Well, after only a few months, that's pretty nice. good. Nice. Congratulations. Well, it's, we all did it. It wasn't just one person. So, I take yeah. full responsibility. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the reason it rocketed to the top, you know. Unbelievable. Um is it Team tr- Coco. By the way, Team Coco is Conan's um, oh. podcast network. Team Coco? Team Coco. Yeah. The hell's that? Conan. Coco. Conan. Coco. Coco. Oh, God. <laughs> Sid, he's not, he's not going to listen. That's <laughs> <laughs> never going to happen. No, I actually like Conan. I didn't think I would like Conan O'Brien, but but I actually did. Yeah, I liked once, him. You, once you get into his groove, it's Yeah, good that's stuff. exactly what you need he's to do. He's delightful. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. He's unproblematic. People who work with him work with him for a very long time, mm-hmm. have nothing but nice things to say about him. He is loyal and supposedly a really great boss. That's nice to hear. See, for mm-hmm. for because Johnny Carson was not a nice boss, not a nice person, not a nice person. As I'm not a better. nice person to date or marry either. <laughs> yeah, well, it was only seven, eight times, wasn't it? I think so. I mean, he was busy. <laughs> Didn't his son drive himself off a cliff, commit suicide? Oh, jeez! And he drove off a cliff and killed himself. That's sad. Who well, was and he? What was his? It was his wife Joanna, the one who wound up with like half of his fortune when they divorced. Yes. Well, she's supposed to. That's the way it works. But he <laughs> joked about it for years. He was bitter. Yeah, he was not happy about it. yeah you're <laughs> right about that. He did I not suppose. like that communal property situation in California. Hmm. Well, isn't communal property pretty much everywhere now? Uh, it depends. I suppose. Yeah, that's probably. I, true. I think it depends yeah. on the state law, honestly. It's it's like you know I've I've known guys who said, um, well you know I, I like to get divorced but uh, you know my wife would take half the money and I'd have to say to these guys your wife has half the money exactly what are you talking about <laughs> it's exactly right they got I, the but money that's anyway. why I think we see a lot of high profile celebrities not divorcing it's too expensive to mm. divorce what's, it, what's expensive of course is the legal stuff. And if there's no prenuptial agreement in place, it's it's too expensive. <laughs> How'd that work for Jeff Bezos getting that divorce? That was a little spendy. Was it like $47 billion she got? Yeah, there was more where that came from. <laughs> there was more yeah, where that I mean, came from. Well, that from. happens when you're Jeff Bezos and you start a company out of your garage in Seattle. So there didn't, was no prenup. Didn't she just get married and divorced again? Yep. So she, she did get divorced all, in. Yep. She is single again. <laughs> but she's <laughs> still a billionaire. Woman. Yeah, she's a billionaire. If, Very long neck. Yeah. And if I'm Jeff, maybe you don't marry don't marry the next one just because yeah, yeah, these yeah, seem right. not to be working out yeah, for, if you're, for you. If you're worth if a few hundred a billion, teacher. yeah. What? She married a school teacher the second time around. Yeah, because cool, she already reached the mountaintop. She doesn't yeah, have to marry. <laughs> like, she doesn't have to find yeah, another Yeah, I wouldn't get married at all at that point. No. I would just be, like, my rich self and then just have a cute, <laughs> cute fling with self. someone and, you know, enjoy my billions. What about true love, though, over the money? I have true love. I'm talking about if I were Mackenzie Scott and already on my second marriage. I'm on my one and only marriage. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Known her for 43 years, been married. Well, next July 7th will be 40 years we've been married. Andy, you think that's just because she puts up with me? It's just too inconvenient, you think, at this point? (laughs) She's like, it's... She's like, we've already got the kids, and now we got grandkids involved. Uh, yeah. It's just too messy. And then, yeah. 
It's like when people get divorced, but then don't change their names back. It's like whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, my she mom didn't... never did. A lot of a lot of women don't. Well, I, you know, I mean, I've I've been married for what forty five years, and I've lived with my wife for the first half of those years. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but but that's the whole thing. Like why? I'm not planning to get married. She wasn't planning to get married again. So why pay some attorney who will make both of us especially vicious at each other? That's true. Uh, you know, they're just, all they're going to do is stir the pot. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I just figured, yeah, it's, we'll just split up the money the way, best way we can. And we'll go our separate ways. And uh, then we'll say terrible things about each other to our children. Yeah, that's always helpful. No, that, that was, did not no. happen. That's very helpful. No, 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 no we did not do that. Andy, would you look and see who has had the most divorces in the history of the United States? Mm. There's got to be one person that's been, that had to have been divorced seven, eight times. Oh, more than that. Well, it was more than Taylor. that? I think Shaja Gabor herself had about 15. <laughs> Did she really? She was known for that. Getting to married and divorced quickly? Yeah. Was she that big a pain in the ass? I don't know. Yes. 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 She was always getting into scuffles when she was alive with like the paparazzi. She was the the Alec Baldwin of the West Coast. Oh, okay. She handled Manhattan and Zsa Zsa had Beverly Hills. Like, (laughs) Well, I don't know about the most divorces, but I can tell you uh, the most marriages. Mm -hmm. I will read some of these off. Okay. So he was married. So he, uh, he was married to a woman named Marcy. Stephanie, Victoria, Catherine, Rachel, Charlotte, Valerie, another Charlotte, <laughs> Francis, another Carol, Priscilla, another Catherine, Lisa, uh, the same Catherine again, Nina, and I am about halfway there. The Pinta Thirty Maria. Yeah, uh, there you yes, go. Yes, Nina Pinta. It's a Glenn <laughs> Wolf was his name, and he was a Baptist minister. Oh, of course, yeah. Who of was course, very into leader. polygamy. Un- so, oh wait, 30. no, no. Actually, these were all monogamous. Somehow, were these, and these were all legal marriages. These were all legal marriages. Almost all of them ended in divorce. Mm-hmm. Sounds exhausting. Uh, the first one <laughs> ended in the woman's death. The last one ended in his ended in his death. Really? But other than that, almost all of them were divorces. There are, I've, I've known people who just like to be married. Yeah. And uh, clearly this man does. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you and I know, know a guy who, uh, I think his first marriage was when he was about 18 or 19, mm-hmm. right out of high school. Right. She was not pregnant. And uh, then he had two more disastrous marriages. And I think he may have married again now. Four. So he may have. I'm not sure, but I know he's been living with the same woman for years, and you know nothing ever worked out. And I mean, when I say it didn't work out, I mean it was, it was terrible. It was I I I was in on some of the battles. And, oh, you were. And uh, and I always took. He was a good friend of mine, but I always took his wife's side. Give me the the initials. Uh, well, the the first name starts with uh, an M. An M. An M. M. And uh, the last name starts with a letter uh, that is very deep in the alphabet. Hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, I know who you're talking about. And you know know he loved to be married. He loved to be married, but it never worked. And he would always say, you know... I should have just, I should, if only I had married Lisa or Mary or whatever, <laughs> I said, that would have been perfect. But instead I married, this is the guy, uh, I mean, he's a good friend of mine for, for many liked years. Him. Yeah, I've always liked very him. Very talented guy. Yes, he is. But the problem is that if you gave him a straight line, he had to go with it. 
in, at the most inappropriate times. Oh, yeah. Because he'd think of something funny. He could not, just he couldn't help himself. For example, his first wife, um, they were divorced, many years divorced when this happened, but his first wife um, took her own life. She swallowed oh. antifreeze. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This was the one he married right out of high school. So she, yeah, and, and his response to that was, well, she's good to go to 30 below. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that was, Kristen's crying. I'm not, this is the biggest gossip session I've heard from you two guys <laughs> ever. I'm like, just spill in the local tea. Right. I'm like, wow. I mean, once she got to the antifreeze, I was like, oh, we have just crossed into a full yeah. gossip. Okay. Well, that was that was kind of what defined him, you know, and and yes, it was. so you know that in his marriages there'd be an argument, and at some point he would just you know push himself over the cliff. He couldn't help himself, um, but part of it was just he had to be funny. Very yeah. funny guy. Very funny guy. So when well, you went to the weddings, did you guys, as you were leaving, be like, oh well, we'll see you at the next one? <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll see you. See you in two years. Yeah. You start taking bets on how long it lasts. Yep. All right, we'll close. I've been at a wedding like that. Oh yeah, well cool. yeah, I, I went to one a wedding of a of a guy that worked with us. You know, remember that when he when he married a stripper? Oh my God, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but I was at I was I was very privileged to be at that wedding. How'd that work? Well, you know, I said once on the morning show, I I said it in front of a microphone that that uh, if you wanted to see his wedding photos, you should go to the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> What? <laughs> is that a non sequitur or am I just not getting it? Uh, a little of both, I'd say. A little of both. A <laughs> little of both. Um, M was uh, such a, a very funny guy. I'm invited on the Mike Gelfan TV show, which was shot over at Channel 4. Mm-hmm. And there was this rickety old couch on the set. <laughs> and I sat down and... One of the legs popped. It didn't break, but it just made this popping sound, right? Mm-hmm. So as I sit down, it goes, pop. And M goes, Rafer, get the gun, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. And the worst thing is we tried to bring it back to the Salvation Army, and they wouldn't take it. They wouldn't it. take it. Because that literally is where we got it. <laughs> All right, Kristen is frozen up, so I'm... Oh, no, there, now you're back. There you're back. back. Yeah. Hey, you froze up there. The internet's not doing so well, it seems. Or uh, our internet's been having issues, right? Yeah. yeah so it, it might be our, yeah. our internet. It is. Oh, a black cat. QT. There you go. Oh, I love black cats. Kristen, we will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, for Friday. Looking, Looking forward, forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some like shows and stuff tomorrow. All right, we will do that. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this. Wrap things up. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? 
North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a very interesting conversation. I like that conversation. Yeah, normally it would cost me like $175. I suppose, a little psych session. For 50 minutes. Or is it 45 now? You know what I have noticed about psychologists? Hmm. They want to be paid in cash. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's something new. I guess who wouldn't? Well, yeah, exactly. What? I didn't have any income. No, what are you talking no, about? No. I never I didn't know the person. No, Mm-mm. I don't know what that was all about. I wonder. I don't know if that was what it was all about. But they they do like that cash on the barrelhead. I know that they had. I I know a couple of therapists who are good friends of mine, and uh, uh, the the pandemic was not kind to them. No, you're right about that. They well, I, hated sitting sitting you know wearing their pajamas, sitting in, sitting at home. And doing you know one Zoom call after another, it was just oh, total, I suppose it was really it was just enervating for them. I suppose that's you true. you would have thought. Oh, I would have thought like, hey, it's cool, you get to stay home, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's not that's not what it was like at all. Didn't care for that. Did not like it. I suppose it was. I, I hope everybody else enjoyed that conversation you and I just had as much as I did because just talking about those days. Mm. It was a whole different world back then because when the, the KQ Morning Show took off huge and all people had these different opportunities and all these things developed, that was, that was a hell of an era, man. I, it took me years to figure out that I was <laughs> a very lucky guy. Oh, me too. Because I didn't know anything about radio. I just walked in one day and 25 years later I walked out. Yep. But, yeah, no, those, but, you know, just the energy, the exhilaration – the adrenaline, the dopamine, fabulous for years. 
One of the great things about working with Mike Gelfand is the one person, when I said, I'm bringing Gelfand on the show, everybody said, oh, my God, don't do that. <laughs> Dave Hamilton, man, he, he thought that was a great idea. And it just oh, turned yeah. out it was a great idea. No, you guys, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where I was headed at the time, but um, uh, I didn't have to worry after that. No, but, but I will you guys gave me a career, and, and I would right. not have thought it would work either, by the way. Well, we thought, Dave and I thought it'd work. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, you guys are great. I mean, but willing to take a chance, that's for sure. But there was a big reason that we did, too, because everybody back then on the radio talked like this. <laughs> yeah. Every time you turned in the radio, everybody, all right, we're going to get to the news in just a couple of seconds, but we got to take a quick break back in two and two. I was like, oh, God. And, and I, I had done a piece for the Minneapolis Tribune about the surge in morning shows. Yes. This was, you know, before a few years, quite a few years probably before that. Yes. But I still, because I never could get up at that early, <laughs> it was the only time I ever got up, like in, in decades, that early. So, you know, naturally I had, a, I had did not have a great, I, I just, I just didn't care for these morning shows. And part of the reason, of course, was it was, I was up at 5.30 and it, I was like, you know, pretty depressed about the whole thing and then i'd walk yep. into walk into a studio and the next thing i know i'd hear a guy saying hey hey hello eden prairie that's and it I thought, this is radio what <laughs> <laughs> i want nothing to do with this that's, they were all like that back then they were no they were all like it. that Brittany, we'll see you again and talk to you again tomorrow love you guys bye so you feel any uh, better or not yeah i feel um i feel stuffier but my headache's gone because oh, i took good. some meds um good. But, yeah, I'm just happy I'm not getting everybody sick and I can still be in the mix. Well, you still make fun. me sick, even if you're remote. It's a diff- <laughs> she sticks I, You know, I'd be willing to risk a cold just, just to see you in person, Brittany. Oh. Really? Yeah, well, from you, that means everything. Uh, I mean it. Yeah. No, no, no. He just means he wants to get a cold so he can sue you. <laughs> That's true. That's I don't all. think you can. Well, maybe you could. Hey, i got to think about that. Yeah, think about it and get back you to me. You can seek justice for the injured, which is you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you too, See Brittany, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. That family show starts, uh, like I said, a couple of minutes from now.